Well, welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, alongside my wife, Pam, where each and every week we're having regular conversations to try to cultivate the space between you and your spouse. We explore the wisdom and skills of the marriage and relationships world's most brilliant minds. And in each episode, we explore topics that every relationship faces and offers conversation starters and actions that you can take that will propel your life and marriage forward into deeper and more meaningful directions. So if you're new to the show, check out our episode starter packs. These are collections of our favorite episodes and topics organized so that new listeners get a taste of everything that we do here on the show. Go to smr.fm slash starter. And if you got some feedback or if we've missed something, because this is a conversation we have with the nation each and every week, too. So if we left something undone or you got something you want us to address, please let us know by calling the show at 214-702-9565 or email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So coming up today on the regular version, Pam, Mm -hmm. is Natalie Hickson Mm -hmm. is a uh, mom coach that that really aims to try to help Christian moms that are discouraged from anger and burnout. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, of course, this doesn't apply to us where when we started becoming parents, you know, we just easily flowed right into that stage of life, right? Sarcasm is not becoming. (laughs) Sarcasm is not becoming. This one rang home to me. um, I mean, not for me as much in parenthood, although that did, but first... Twelve. I mean, early on, it was the first year of our marriage that my anger really came out. And we realized how it, we didn't realize till years later, the effect of my anger on our relationship and how you were scared of me because of my anger. Right. And, and how that plays out. So it makes, I'm, I'm thrilled to have someone like Natalie getting out there and really addressing that and helping moms, wives bring that to light and realize how their anger right. affects their family and themselves. And she does it in such a good way because she's very personal mm-hmm. in her conversation. She's very revealing yeah. in her journey. And so you won't want to miss it. And on the extended contents today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smr.fm slash academy. And this is also the last chance you get uh, since we're wrapping up the year to join us at the with a coupon code back to SMR, get you the first month free if Mm -hmm. you join on a monthly level. And so the first month is free and cancel at any time, but join us at smr.fm slash academy because we keep the conversation going, but really kind of pivot it more towards what's going on with their marriage through this journey. How's it, how's it, how's it played out there? Yeah. Because that's kind of what has resonated for for you and I as well. Mm -hmm. So all that's coming up right after this. We've made it to Christmas time. It's the perfect excuse to treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear from Honey Love. Don't start a new year wearing uncomfortable bras and shapewear. This holiday season, I'm especially thankful for Honey Love because there's nothing worse than suffering caused by uncomfortable bras or shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra and shapewear game. Say goodbye to uncomfortable underwires and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft you won't want to take it off. I still have days where I forget I'm wearing it and crawl into bed with my bra on. Try it out, ladies. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. And if you're tired of bras that cause bulging in the back, Honey Love's bras are designed 
with back smoothing fabric to prevent bra bulge. Check out their V-neck bra for a totally smooth fit under your clothing. It's the ultimate t-shirt bra. Get yourself the gift of comfort at a discounted rate. To get 20% off, visit honeylove.com forward slash SMR and let them know we sent you when the survey asks. After the purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support the show and tell them we sent you. It's time to ditch the underwire for good. Thanks to Honey Love. It's interesting. uh, Natalie Hickson is joining me today. And it's going to be interesting, Natalie, because as the time we're recording this, it's holiday season. And so what goes better with holiday season than anxiety and anger sometimes, right? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but Natalie's one uh, that she works with a lot of, I guess you would describe it as moms that are trying to come to grips with what being a mom is. And maybe there's these uncovering of emotions that I thought I didn't have. And all of a sudden now I do. And so kind of walk me through what do you see most as far as your mission with what you're doing? Yeah, well, it it really stems from my story, but it's helping that mom out there who is just struggling with this overwhelming anger and, like you said, kind of anxiety, um, burnout, and just, you know, kind of getting into motherhood going, wait, I thought it would be different, and I thought I would enjoy this a lot more, marriage as well, both marriage and, you know, I kind of, I say motherhood, but I include that as being a wife, (laughs) So, yeah, just helping them, reaching out, being vulnerable with my story. So um, there's a lot of people out there who are in the depths and they're they're scared because they don't know that other people have gone through it or that they will lose their kids because of the um, just how big their anger can get. So, yeah, I'm just trying to help mamas overcome that and, and actually enjoy their life as a wife and mom. So are you describing then the idea that I think most everybody would recognize, um, you know, I I know I have some anxiety or some frustration or some anger that's just kind of an undercurrent of my life, right? That there's, there's elements of, I think most everybody has an understanding there's an emotion component to us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And, but yet what you're alluding to, because I love the phraseology of nothing prepares you for marriage, but marriage, (laughs) period. Right. And I think parenting could be the same thing Mm -hmm. that nothing prepares you for parenting, but parenting. Yep. Right. Because you can read all the books, take all the classes on either subject. And until you're actually experiencing it and being exposed of some things or challenged with some things, or (laughs) it doesn't go the way you hope, uh, all of a sudden now all that comes out. And so what have you found that, is, is sometimes some of the biggest triggers that there are when it comes to this transition into the new stage. As you're talking, it just made me think of when um, I was pregnant with my first and I had read all the books and I listened to all the things as, as much as I could. We didn't really have podcasts, I don't think, back then. It was 2003. We're just, we're just getting along there. Um, <laughs> but I... I will never forget leaving the hospital with my husband and Enya, our first. And like, we were looking at each other, like, you guys are just going to let us walk out of here with her. Like, what mm-hmm. are we doing? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing that prepares you for that moment. Even like you said, reading all the things and learning all the things, your experience is going to be so unique to you and your family. 
And so, yeah, I would say, like you said, just jumping in and, and here we are. What do we do now when we're, we're dealing with or facing um, not just trying to take care of another person, but also take care of our inner person <laughs> along with this other person? And for me, that's exactly what happened. I was a two-year-old with my two-year-old. I had recognized that through some therapy that I went through that I was stuck at a two-year-old maturity level when it came to emotional processing. And so you would find both me and my two-year-old on the floor screaming at each other. And, you know, a place that gets really vulnerable for me, but I share this. So there's, you know, in case other people are listening and they're experiencing this, I mean, I was very abusive to her and my husband where I was screaming in rage I was um, physically abusing. I would hit my husband. I would leave bruises on my little, my daughter's little arm and be squeezing her too hard or handprints on her butt. Um, the threats, just, I was a monster. And okay. um, it was, it was so scary for everyone in that situation. Sure. So what, what made the change then for you? What, what made the whole like, okay, wait a second, we've got a major issue and it's not my two-year-old and it's not my husband. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm going to go back a little farther. When my husband and I first got married, we're, we're high school sweethearts. Um, and we dated for five years and then we got married and we moved in together. I started to recognize this difference. I mean, we've been dating for five years, but living together is a whole new thing, right? Exactly. (laughs) I can remember I would be screaming in rage at him and be yelling and get so angry. And he would just sit and withdraw. And I would be like, I I remember yelling, why aren't you yelling back at me? And he's like, that's just not what I do. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't, that's not how he was raised. He was raised in a family that avoided conflict. And it was, it was a, you know, they just didn't go there and the opposite for me, my family was full of conflict. There was always screaming or slamming doors or yelling or, you know, that's how they processed anger. And so you put the two of us together and I'm like, there's something not right here. But I thought that this is just because this is how I, ra- I was raised. This is Scottish Irish blood. This is just who I mm-hmm. am. <laughs> well, this is just normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah this is just accepted. Right. And so it uh, wasn't until the, the real moment for me came when I was actually, we had our second um, sky and I was nursing her one night and Enya was throwing an epic tantrum in the other room. Mike was trying to put her to bed and um, I'm in the room with the door shut. And I'm trying to stay calm, but I'm hearing her get more and more tantrum and I'm getting more and more angry about it till the point where I finally just scream out at the top of my lungs for Enya to shut up and go to bed. And Skye stops nursing and she looks at me with this horrific little baby face and starts bawling. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this has to stop. Enya needs help was my first thought because I couldn't change. I tried. Mm-hmm. I'd tried. Prayed. I'd been, you know, reading books. I've been doing things. I've been trying every night and be like, Lord, just make it better. And the next morning, wake up and something would set me off. Mm-hmm. Not that I was like that all day long, but it was just moments throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. And so I went to therapy with Enya, and we we took her. Um, therapist observed her, and then she met with me and Mike, and she said, Enya's perfectly normal for her age and development. Natalie, you need to be in here. 
And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but it Good was for that therapist. Yeah, right. It was so <laughs> awesome though. Like deep down inside, I was like relieved somebody was saying that there was actually hope and help for mm-hmm. me. And so it was this process of, you know, went through four years of therapy. I left therapy, still having patterns of destructive behaviors, but um, I had gotten the ball rolling there. That's where, you know, the Lord really led me into that to continue growth. And honestly, mm-hmm. I continued to grow. Things got better as time went along, but it wasn't actually until I started coaching that I got re- a lot like more healing. Why? Because it was accountable. I had to be accountable mm-hmm. to it. I had to help other moms work through this, which is keeping me accountable to it. And then helping other moms help me devise more ideas and plans. You know, the Lord just kept giving me these, these great insights on how to help. And so applying that to my own life and helping them apply it to their life and stay accountable to it really is what helped me understand the depth of what destructive anger is and how to overcome and work through it. Okay. And so what would be, from the crux of what you do with, with other moms, um, what are some of the main things you, you encourage people that are listening to this to start with? Yeah. Well, first of all, I like to define destructive anger versus normal anger because we need to understand what that is and what's okay and what's not okay. And so I define destructive anger as what we're doing to control our situation, to protect ourselves, and in that our behaviors are hurting our relationship with someone else. Um, We're either physically abusing or screaming in rage or threatening, belittling. We can have passive aggressive behavior like silent treatments. Um, I mean, I can remember getting in my car, my husband would get home, I'd be like, bye. And I'd get in my car and just tear off. Um, Mm -hmm. Like those type of behaviors, um, snarky comments, that type of stuff. So we're projecting how our, we're not dealing with the feeling and we're just projecting it onto somebody else is what's happening. Right. That that fits into the phrase I love uh, from my training is that those that can't control themselves seek to control everything around them. Exactly. Yeah. And so then we have this other, this other feeling, this normal anger. We get Mm -hmm. angry and that's okay. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with actually feeling angry. And so you look at all the other emotions. We look at, at sadness and we have a, a physical reaction to it, right? Often we cry or happiness. We might laugh or giggle or smile. Um, uh, let's see. What's the other one? Destructive. Uh, fear. Fear is the one. I was like, where is it? <laughs> um, we stop. We, we get we might get stomach aches, we might get sweaty palms, we get that flight mm-hmm. or fight response, right? And so why wouldn't we have a physical reaction to anger too? And and it's learning how do we deal with that physical reaction in a healthier way. So the fact that you're frustrated, you might raise your voice, you might have to stomp your foot, you know, in our house, it's okay to slam a door once. If we start repeating the slam, then we have to deal with it. Um, we're letting out that physical reaction. And, and I try to help moms understand it's okay to do that. If you need to do that, tell your kids, let's roar like lions. Rawr! <laughs> you know, <Okay. laughs> I, I personally okay. love and still to this day use the recycling bin. I will go out there if I'm feeling extra and I will stomp on cans. I will throw a plastic bottle across the garage. I will stomp on boxes and I'm not yelling okay. at anyone. I'm not threatening. I'm just getting out that energy just, just expressing exactly huh. you know and and it's important though that we're communicating when we're upset hey i'm mm-hmm. really feeling angry right now 
and I need to take a break. And well, and let me, I'm going to add a distinction here, though, yeah. Natalie, because I think that I think what the way I hear this is I, I believe and come from the school of everything we do communicates something. Mm-hmm. And so when you're in rage, you're still communicating. Yeah, <laughs> right? true. it's just it's a harsher. <laughs> it's a much, much harsher message. Yes. Or it's a much, much cruel message yeah. or something to that effect. So in essence, I think it's what you're describing is how do you get better at clarifying what's going on in your experience? So sure. that way you can maybe set that difference in, in space between each other. Because yeah. it's so easy for us in families, kids and, and spouses alike, to personalize somebody else's emotions and feelings particularly when they're expressed at us or yes. towards us yes. and we think we're the root cause of it or, you know, something to that effect. That is, and so I think if you can just clarify it, like you're describing yes. that way, you're claiming time, which that's such a great, healthy p- process and, and momentum towards something better. Right. Absolutely. I am very big on and helping my clients recognize too, what we're doing when we're communicating that with our words is what we want to do is help the other person recognize, okay, I see there's a problem. You are not the problem. The problem's the problem. But right Mm -hmm. now I want to attack you over the problem. So I need to step away from this and calm down so I can get more into my logical brain, (laughs) get out of the amygdala there and and start processing through logic instead of emotion, right? But we need to feel that emotion and that's okay. What I call emotions is a speed bump. That's the the signal to slow down, stop. And I have a, a little acronym I call sit and pray, um, or you can shorten it to say sit and pee. <laughs> so okay. S is stop, Fair. stop, separate if you can. Um, if you are in a room with littles and you can't really leave them because you need to keep an eye on them, just make a movement. If you're sitting on the couch, stand up, walk across the room, do something to get your body kind of switching, right? In the mm-hmm. same time, we're taking deep breaths. We're inhaling. The inhale is helping to calm the nervous system down. We literally have a brain, a brain, yeah, we do, um, a bone in our our head that as we're breathing, it's moving back and forth and it's massaging the pituitary gland and it's sending out those calm down hormones. So we want to be taking those deep breaths and we want to T tune in. We want to be thinking, okay. It's all right that I'm feeling this way. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with me for feeling angry. What's going on though? Why am I angry? Why are my kids angry? Why is my husband angry? What's going on in that situation? And the the pray is, you know, ask for strength. You know, I need mm-hmm. strength. Don't don't pray for patience. <laughs> you don't want to pray no. for patience. <laughs> he will give no. you reasons to be patient. Um, we come from the same school in this in, of thought in yes. this one. So you and, and I shorten it to because where's one of the best places you can go in your house that usually has a lock on the door? The bathroom. So mm-hmm. if, if you can, if you need to go to the bathroom and take this moment, do it. No, This is great because you can use this in any situation. Like if you're around in-laws and you're struggling with, you know, family, mm-hmm. extended family, we're talking mm-hmm. around the holidays right now. You just check out and go to the bathroom, right? Nobody's going to question yeah. you on having to go pee. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and if you're home alone, you've got toddlers following you and they're banging on the door. It's okay. You know, it's okay that they're banging on the door. It's if it's safer for them to bang on the door while you're on the other side, calming down before your, your rage is hurting them. That's okay. 
So that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I go with it is that sit and pray. That's good. And so do you also come from the thought process that anger, because you've alluded to it a couple different times, but do you think that anger can also sometimes be a covering emotion? Like it's almost a socially acceptable way to express other things that aren't as socially acceptable? Oh, I mean, we will go from sadness or disgust um, or if you're one of those more vulnerable feelings to anger in a heartbeat, like it mm-hmm. absolutely will. It's the protecting emotion for us. This is what's going to protect me. And it feels productive in the moment. But afterwards, we recognize how destructive it actually was. Right. So it's right. much more productive to work in our actual, like, where are we, you know, going? And and where does it all stem, stem from? You know, we might get upset at our kids for a certain behavior and it's because we want them to stop it because it's a reflection on us. And then we're afraid that we caused that. And so then we're sitting in the fear, but do we really ever go that deep? Not unless you're actually actively working on understanding why you're getting to that point. Right. Right. So it's, and, and then it just, you can see it just gets so complicated because then we're like, Oh, we're comparing ourselves to the person next door or the person on Instagram or, you know? And so it's kind of pulling back the layers of those onions and recognize why am I this way? And then we go even back farther to, this is some stuff that was set up in childhood, not saying our parents are terrible people. They're doing the best we can, just like we are right. Most parents want to raise kids that are good kids, good people, and and they want their kids to know they're loved. But they have only been given what they were given in their childhood. And if nobody progresses, if nobody tries to actually understand why they're doing what they're doing, we pass generational curses, generational mm-hmm. patterns on to the next the next generation. And so that's one of the things that I'm doing is generational work. Let's stop this here and start changing our behaviors and how we process. And I tell my my moms, it's okay that you just lost it in front of your kids. You're not a bad person for it. What did you do to recover? And we talk about recovery as taking responsibility for your actions. You go back and tell your kids, it was okay that I was angry, but it was not okay that I screamed at you because of it. Right? Right. And you tune into them. What was going on for you? Why were you acting how you were acting? What's, what are you feeling? You know, and we go through this recovery process. And I just like to, to say too, if you're having to give out consequences to kids um, for behavior or action, wait till you recover to give out the consequence and right. make it a point, which we've done in our house. If I get angry and I, and in my anger, I say, you've lost your phone for a week. They know that doesn't stand. They know mom's saying right. it because she's angry. We're actually going right. to talk about the real consequence once everybody's calmed down and we've resolved the issues. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, it's, no, it's, that's, it's that's working great. through all of these different little pieces, but they're so valuable. And, and by our kids seeing us make mistakes and blow up, whatever it is, we make a mistake, we go back and we recover and we're actively showing our kids. First of all, we're not perfect. First of all, we all get upset. We have to figure out why we're upset. We need to work through that. Mm-hmm. We need to model that and teach that to our kids. And then our kids don't grow up. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with. Moms get on the call with me and they're like, I was never angry till I had kids. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> you didn't learn how mm-hmm. to process these things. 
and that's okay. It's not that your parents were bad or you're bad. It's, it's now you're here. Let's do this now. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I, I think I think what you're describing here, Natalie, is so important because it's this element of I believe relationships expose ourselves, right? They're mirrors. They're full-length mirrors of ourselves. Marriage, for sure. I mean, I think our spouses are there just to help us grow up, period, to evolve into being a better person, hopefully, period. And when our spouse takes a break from demanding that, our kids step in. And and in essence, demand that just because they're in my life, right? Just because I interact with them and they are mirrors of me because you're describing a lot of learned things. And those that are listening, if you don't believe it, you know, we're only born, I'm assuming you may know this, but we're only born with two biological fears. All the other fears we have in our life are learned things. Mm. So it's just true. There's a sense that what what is being challenged in me when I can handle me better and come forward and come back to the people and just and own me better, I create a whole different generation and potential of depth and relationship all the way through. Mm-hmm. Hey, were those fears death and taxes or something else? <laughs> Sorry, it's loud noises and no, it's loud noises and falling. That's the two that we're born with. But I can understand being married to a tax accountant. Taxes is definitely one of them. So I I get you. But yeah, so so Natalie, uh, before we transition into the extended content, and it's not like we're going to go even more personal than we have because, girl, you're already pretty personal about what goes on in your life and how life has unfolded. But how can people find you if they're if they're interested in this more because uh, this is such a vital uh, process for people to recognize, hey, wait, I'm seeing some things about myself. How can I do something different yeah. uh, to make make everyone around me better, particularly me? Yeah. Um, so I have a website, NatalieHickson.com. Also, I'm giving you a link to my trigger tracker that's free download. And quickly, the trigger tracker is something that you want to use to help process some of these triggering events that happen in your life. So good example, bedtime routines. If you have littles, maybe you get triggered at that point, sit down and fill out one of those trigger trackers, not in the middle of being angry and give it a little bit, like let's calm (laughs) down, right? (laughs) Get, you know, make those emotions have calmed down a bit, then fill it out. Can be an hour, can be a day later. Uh, And that just helps you kind of go through what's going on for me. Why am I doing this? Why am I upset? What do I want this to look like going forward? We want to kind of start building that new track in our brain. How do we want this to look like in a more healthy, positive way? So you can download that over at my website. And one last thing I have to say, because you heard the story of when Enya was little and we're tantruming on the floor together and I'm raging on her. Our relationship today is, I I get emotional when I talk about it. It's absolutely beautiful. It's been restored. It's been redeemed. Um, I was at her college last year and I was trying not to step on her toes, just stay out of her space. But I was there to help her move out. And she's like, and I told her, I'm like, if I'm in your way, just let me know. She's like, mom, having you here makes my stress levels go down. And to me, that was just a huge confirmation that we have really you know, the Lord redeems and restores and that's what he's done mm-hmm. in my life. And and to see this in that relationship, I just, I say that to give anybody out there who's sitting there thinking that you've already damaged your kids. It's never too late. It's never right. too late. Right. Well, Natalie, uh, thank you so much for the mission and the message that you've got. And I'm looking forward to keep talking here in just a second. Yeah. Thank you.
Well, it's people that are willing to be real and open are the ones I think that have the longest and lasting impact. Well, that's the, that's the call. That's our whole point here, right? Is we want people to be real. Um, we, we have found strength in knowing that we're not alone in the various aspects of our life, including this one. Right. And and anger and the dynamic that came behind that. I loved, she made the comment about forgiveness. You know, she had to work through forgiveness and she needed that to deal with her anger. And we realized how all of these things are interrelated. Um, and someone else did it. Someone else accomplished it. Maybe I can too. Right. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that just being able to have conversations uh, as they apply to all the different facets of our life, mm-hmm. uh, because we are the common denominator in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, so it's easy to blame other situations and think, oh, it's if that would just change, if they would just grow up, if whatever. Rather than wait, hold on, why does this keep happening I'm to the me? Story that's the common thread through this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the more I can recognize my journey, uh, the better things will be. So if we left something undone uh, or you want us to keep going on a particular thread or topic, please let us know. 214-702-9565, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. All the emails that we keep having come in, uh, they help frame the conversation of what our conversations are Mm -hmm. and hopefully will help the nation. So let us know. And also please rate and review the show, uh, help spread the word. Uh, leave comments. Uh, the influx of comments helps us spread the spread the word and climb the charts. Mm-hmm. So transcripts are available on each of the episode's pages. Uh, also, all the advertisers' deals and discount codes, you can find them at smr.fm. So please consider supporting those who support the show. So however you took a little bit of time out to spend it with us this holiday season, I hope that if you are in transit to some place over the holiday break and listening to us, uh, Be safe and enjoy your time, Mm -hmm. and we'll see you next time.